Welcome to the uh, GPHI podcast, Strengths in the Mirror. Simon Matthews here uh, with Liana Lianoff, the president and founder of the Global Positive Health Institute, uh, talking about her book, um, Strengths in the Mirror. This is the, uh, the final episode in a series uh, on the book. So if you haven't listened to the others, I encourage you to press pause here, go back and uh, locate those and, and listen to them in order and the, the picture will build for you gradually. But, but today we're going to focus on a chapter in the book that deals with brain strengths. And uh, Liana, I'm going to kick off by asking you if you can uh, just define these for us and indeed separate them from character strengths, which we focused on last time. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you, Simon, again, for helping to moderate this discussion on strengths in the mirror. And, uh, and I'm very excited about this uh, last uh, discussion uh, around uh, brain strengths, uh, because this is something that I've been thinking about uh, and writing about and teaching for a number of decades. And it's a slightly more unique, but still a positive psychology approach. Uh, to our health and, and well-being. And uh, I've come up with the term brain strengths, but they actually come and originate from the work of uh, the famous psychiatrist uh, uh, in Austria, the Austrian psychiatrist, Carl Jung. Uh, and uh, he is uh, known ultimately, uh, his work was developed into this Myers-Briggs personality types, uh, but uh, his original work, uh, he, he did some amazing work uh, on several levels in psychology. And one of them uh, was what he called cognitive functions. So, so by observing people and observing personalities and, and also characters, if you will, and archetypes, uh, he, he noticed that uh, individuals uh, have uh, tendencies. Each individual has a tendency to use one of four cognitive functions to take in information about the world and one of four functions to make decisions about the world. And, uh, and those are some, some important underpinnings in one's um, approach to life. And as you can imagine, then um, I was very excited to, as I was reading about this years ago, to say, well, how can we apply this in daily life for our health and well-being? Um, since I was well into my uh, passion about behavior change when I uh, discovered uh, these strengths. And to your question, how are they different from the character strengths that we talked about in uh, the last uh, segment. So character strengths uh, are um, innate uh, elements of what we bring to the table across those six domains that we introduced uh, that are more broadly defined. It's not about how our, uh, our brain functions. Uh, it is our uh, natural way of approaching the world and, uh, and it's this wonderful work by Marty Seligman and Chris Peterson to vet this, uh, this uh, survey that allows one to figure out out of the list of 24 character strengths, which are the uh, most compelling for a particular individual, which we call the signature strengths, but we all bring these natural strengths uh, to the table. And so as, you, as the audience may recall, we were looking at uh, uh, areas of uh, 
transcendence, for example, uh, and, uh, and, and more uh, broad uh, approaches to um, life. And, uh, and so I love that we have these vetted character strengths. And, uh, and now, as we mentioned, so much research is going on to show that using and intentionally using those character strengths contributes to our well-being and overall success professionally and personally. And with, we, we talked about using them in our health behaviors. And so now we're rounding out in general strengths by switching to this more focused area of these cognitive functions, again, the brain strengths, about how it, specifically how we take in information and how we make uh, decisions. Mm -hmm. how, do we, um, how, how, do we, how do we go about uh, discovering or uncovering them uh, for ourselves, Liana? So good question. That's uh, the very first best question is like, okay, how do I find out what my brain strengths are uh, for the uninitiated? Um, so one way to do it is to, for those who are interested in the Myers-Briggs or maybe already know their Myers-Briggs personality type, that's a place to start. The, the official proprietary survey of 126 questions uh, it can is available. Oftentimes it's available through counselors. Uh, who can then interpret the results. So that's the more formal way. Uh, and uh, by knowing one's uh, type, there's a, a formula that then identifies those two brain strengths for each uh, personality type. Again, one related to taking in information, one related to making uh, decisions. Now, what I've done in, uh, in Strengths in the Mirror is simplified that to just a more of a tabulation uh, and sort of an initial reaction to, do I tend to do this more often than that? And kind of that initial gut reaction. So uh, clearly it's a, it's a quick and dirty way to get an initial idea of where one's leanings tend to be uh, without having to go through the, the formal uh, survey. And there are actually other intermediate surveys. Uh, 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 for example, uh, Dario Nardi, who is a researcher in this area uh, has um, a, 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 an app where you can take, uh, you know, maybe 50 or 60 questions. And uh, so that confidence interval is a, is a, a little tighter. Um, but ultimately, it almost doesn't matter uh, because of which survey you take, because ultimately, we've got to read about these kinds of cognitive functions and then pay attention to how we interact with the world on a day-to-day -day basis and interact with others and uh, triangulate for ourselves based on the, you know, what we know naturally about ourselves, what others say about us. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's nice to also have a survey to kind of point us in that direction, um, but it's not going to be uh, here I take this, uh, this questionnaire and this is the end all be all, this is <laughs> who I am and how I, mm -hmm. I uh, interact with the world. Uh, that is actually what has been one of the criticisms of the Myers-Briggs questionnaire uh, is that perhaps it's not as validated, does it really correlate with uh, people's ultimate 
um, uh, the way they behave, etc. And so I've stepped away from that and just said, no, it's just a starting place. And whether you take the long survey, short survey, or no survey at all, but just read about it and say, hmm, does this apply to me? You know, does, does this sound uh, like me most often? And, and again, we're, it's not that we all the time use a particular brain strengths. Uh, in fact, we tend to use all of those, or I should say brain strengths or cognitive functions, all of us, just like we all tend to use all the character strengths. We need all the character strengths, but just some come more naturally than others. Uh, it's, it's, so I think of it as a toolbox and we rummage around in there and we find the right tool for the right situation in order to succeed. Uh, it's just that some tools take less energy uh, to apply and, and whoop, you whip them out, you use them. Uh, for example, uh, I'm an extroverted intuitive preference with my personality type, that's my brain strength. So without much effort, I can start pulling together patterns in the outer world and, and say, well, well, uh, what these people presented and those people presented and what we know about this environment, here's some interesting ideas. And I just tend to do it without, you know, even like it just pops out <laughs> and I almost can't help myself. And uh, that uh, kind of brainstorming approach is, is where my mind naturally goes in taking in information. Um, but uh, at the same time, I'm going to need to, at some point, look at some data and analyze that data uh, as a physician or in other circumstances. And I'm going to need to use a different brain function that may not be my brain strength. The more I use it, the more I apply it, the stronger it becomes but it will probably never be my natural brain strength. And, and so there is a uh, analytical approach, decision-making approach in the brain strengths that's uh, called uh, extroverted thinking. And, uh, and we all need to apply that. For example, for got a grocery list and it's a list of healthy items uh, from the grocery store. And we're walking into the grocery store and we say, we wanna do this most efficiently. We wanna avoid all those processed foods, et cetera. Uh, our brain's gonna try to figure out, okay, how am I gonna work my way through the store? I'm gonna go through the, the fresh produce. I'm gonna avoid the center aisles that have all the packaged foods, et cetera. That's a, a particular brain strength or brain function, the extroverted thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Walking, walking the perimeter of the grocery store. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Leanna, that's a, a, a great description of, um, well, a couple of things that stood out to me there. One, the first is that, uh, this this uh, is best thought of as a guide or a framework to evoke our own curiosity about ourselves, um, so that we can we can examine ourselves more and, and understand more um, what, what comes naturally and easily to us, and and uh, those things that we need to be more effortful uh, about. I, I heard you describe um, a uh, you know if you like a real world application of this for yourself. Uh, in pulling together data and examining data. We, we've just started to transition just in what you uh, said to how we might think about the application of these in uh, the sphere of our own health and wellbeing. So there's, there's one example, um, giving some consideration to, uh, to how we might go about um, assembling uh, a, a healthy diet for ourselves. What other ways can we use these to, um, to benefit our own health and wellbeing? 
Well, stepping back, I, I just mentioned in, in passing that uh, this overall approach of brain strengths in these personality types and, and the associated cognitive functions, brain strengths, is a positive psychology approach. And uh, by intentionally applying positive activities or positive mindsets, it boosts our sense of well-being, our positive emotions, which can be applied towards any goal, including a health behavior goal. Uh, it boosts our energy to tackle it. Uh, and, mm -hmm. uh, and so just even at a broader, more global level, uh, uh, acknowledging that we have strengths, acknowledging that we can intentionally apply those strengths, again, mm -hmm. character strengths last time, brain strengths this time, uh, and uh, again, apply them towards goals uh, can uh, help us achieve what we want and help us achieve those health behaviors. Uh, and in fact, in the uh, some of the textbooks uh, uh, that review positive psychology approaches for uh, coaches and, um, and mental well, well-being counselors, uh, the uh, Myers-Briggs personality type is, is listed as a positive psychology approach. The reason is that it's really looking at, the, at each of these uh, strengths that we bring to the table from a positive viewpoint, right? <laughs> Instead of detriments, uh, these are not detriments. Uh, we are explaining our differences, uh, but everyone, every one of us have uh, differences that uh, contribute to ourselves and to the greater good. Uh, mm -hmm. And in fact, of course, character strengths are the same way. Use of character strengths uh, could contribute to the greater good. Uh, brain strengths the same way. So then coming down more specifically how we can use those uh, brain strengths for our health and well-being, um, I actually uh, give a few examples in the Strengths in the Mirror book. Uh, there's so much more to it. There's uh, an older book that uh, needs to be updated from about a decade ago uh, that's called uh, My Happy Avatar that gives some examples. It's a little outdated because it connects that with using your digital devices. And so we'll update it, mm -hmm. but it does have uh, more in-depth examples for anyone who's interested. And I'm actually working on um, another book that's uh, actually going to be focused on coaches, but actually anyone who's interested in, uh, in motivating and boosting and driving their health behaviors using these brain strengths might be interested in that book. So stay tuned, coming soon. Um, but uh, it, it really is uh, being able to think about each specific health behavior and at what stage of change we're in, and then mm -hmm. how can our particular brain strengths uh, help us achieve that? Um, so, for example, and, and just drive us forward, uh, again, using myself as, as an example, and, and I've been talking about how each of us has um, a dominant way that we take in information in a dominant way that we uh, make decisions. One of those two actually is an overall dominant, and that word is the word that was used uh, by Carl Jung. And so my overall dominant brain strength, again, is this extroverted intuition. And so where I get energized and get my positive emotions and positive energy is that I like to be able to brainstorm many options for achieving a particular goal, including uh, for example, a healthy eating goal. 
And uh, I, I really love to look at a variety of recipes, pick and choose which ones look interesting. And I also like to uh, mix it up and, and say, well, what are some other ways, some other ingredients, some other ways that we can put together this recipe? It makes it fun, it makes it engaging, it boosts my positive emotions. Um, and I'm just more likely then to achieve and follow through with my goal of healthy cooking and healthy eating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Liana, given everything that you've said so far and, and recalling our previous conversation about character strengths, um, I think one of the things I'm hearing here is that there is no, there, there is no best or perfect combination. Um, it, it's a case of the right tool for the right job at the right time. Absolutely a case for the right tool for the right job at the right time. Uh, the caveat being that some tools just come naturally. Uh, a good example, uh, oftentimes when, when we teach these, uh, these classes, we say it's kind of like, uh, you know, writing with your right hand versus writing with your left hand. If you happen to be mm -hmm. right-handed, uh, you don't think about it. You're just writing, uh, you're not say, thinking, well, what position are my fingers in? But if you switch that pen or pencil to the left hand, you got to slow it down. It takes a little attention and, it, and the result might not be quite as, as pretty <laughs> as if you used your right hand. Uh, same with these kinds of brain strengths, but, uh, but we certainly can, can use them all and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and we should. And that's where you get deep, deeper into sort of uh, psych psychology and psychoanalysis about how how, how deep can we go to, in a conscious way, apply these strengths? And so this is an area of psychology that uh, I am, am not as much of an expert in, that Carl Jung and Freud and others are, are known that get into the psychoanalysis, that perhaps some of these kinds of brain strengths or kind of functions might be a little out of our reach, like more in our subconscious. Uh, uh, particularly remember that so there are four that are taking in information for for making decision there are eight of them and so for each preferred personality type they have a certain order one through eight and the argument is by the psychologists that probably that when you get down to number seven number eight that may not be as easily manageable as a tool uh, and uh, but it doesn't mean we, sh we shouldn't uh, work on it and try, but just to be uh, aware and self-aware that, you know, it, it, it's going to be a difficult road. And if we think we have it kind of licked, we, we may not. And uh, and so then we get into deep psych psychoanalysis that we're trying to avoid here and that I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> I like to keep things very practical. <laughs> um, well, I, I liked that. Um... I appreciate the honor that um, that linking that you made between these and the trans theoretical model of change or the stages of change model people often call it. Um, and it, it strikes me that it's a, 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 a good reminder to us that uh, in the same way as change is is not a it's not a binary you're not either doing something or not doing something um, there, there is a there is a, an underlying process here that we can understand more about. Uh, but there's also uh, different um, skills that we need to bring to the table, depending on where we are in that uh, in that particular process of change. Um, we, we need to um, be attentive to and be able to nuance our own approach to managing change ourselves, recognizing where on that uh, where on that uh, uh, on that continuum we might be. 
Exactly. So, uh, in fact, I'm so passionate about applying the stages of change because there is so much merit to, as you said, acknowledging that it, there's a, a stepwise process. It's not uh, full on and full off. Uh, and in fact, if we are not uh, actually practicing a particular behavior uh, that we would like to take on, doesn't mean that we aren't through the stages of change making some progress towards getting to be ready and preparing to make that change and building then building that change into an on, uh, ongoing habit. So that's the trans-theoretical model. And so then being excited about this trans-theoretical model, uh, I was asking the question, well then, so what would that look like for uh, each of the brain strengths? You know, and how can we apply each of the brain strengths for each of the stages of change and how can we apply it for each major health behavior like healthy eating, physical activity. And uh, it ended up being a huge project. I did this a number of years ago, uh, a huge chart of, I don't know, several hundred. Um, uh, the, the pool is about several hundred options <laughs> that you can put together. Because uh, imagine there are actually 16 personality types. If you put all that together, the eight brain strengths come together and 16 personality types. Plus I gave uh, some suggestions for someone who really doesn't know what their personality type is. And then mm -hmm. multiply that by the, the number of stages of change and by these behaviors. Uh, big undertaking, a lot of blood, sweat and tears, and uh, it needs a little updating, but it's still fairly robust. And it is the underpinnings of the My Happy Avatar app. It's not an actual app, it's a WordPress uh, website uh, that is at no cost available. And uh, those who are interested in this topic, uh, yes, please check it out and please contact me. I'm always looking for feedback and beta testers. And just a little side note, there's a companion app for coaches uh, to work with clients who are, are using these uh, stages of change uh, to, to nudge them along. I know it's one of your favorite words, Simon. Um, and uh, so, so particularly if there are coaches or people who do counseling uh, in the audience, you might be particularly interested in, in, in accessing both of those apps, uh, the, the adult app, which I call the awesome adult app, and then the coaching app. And, uh, and these will be updated and we're actually, I, I'm, I'm hopeful we'll have some honed down versions for different populations for youth, for seniors, mm -hmm. for parents, and for health professionals and our own mm -hmm. health professional well-being. So uh, lots of ideas, not enough time, but we'll get there. <laughs> so stay tuned, everybody. And those who are listening and access all of this and you want to engage with me or contribute in building those apps, please contact me. I, I would love to work with you on that. Lisa, I'm just, just reflecting on, I think you said that 700 different uh, um, elements or ideas you yes. ended up with when you, you mapped all that out, which, which sound, sounds like the outworking of those, uh, those, uh, those um, uh, brain strengths that you have that you referred to earlier, that capacity to uh, look across all this data and, and draw, the, you know, draw, draw all this uh, information, uh, draw all these uh, ideas from the, uh, from the data. Yes, um, but yeah. to simplify things for our audience. Oh, good, give some I'm, very I'm keen to hear this bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they're listening going, seven, what is all this? Um, a couple of very concrete examples of how to use brain strengths uh, to boost uh, our, our, our health behaviors. Uh, first has to do with 
uh, extroversion versus introversion. And this aligns a little bit with how we normally use those words, extroverted, introverted, but not exactly. Uh, so extroverted folks, of course, uh, get energized by being around other people. They're very gregarious. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, but they also actually externally, by talking, process, this is where the cognitive function comes in. So they can actually think a little better in conversation and, mm -hmm. and uh, almost extemporaneously, they get new ideas in a discussion. Um, but bottom line is they're, they really get energized by, by those engaging conversations, by being around other people. So as you can imagine, they could benefit fit by planning some health behaviors that involve other people. <laughs> they mm -hmm. probably will do better at that than uh, planning to just uh, run on the treadmill by themselves, <laughs> for example, mm -hmm. as a, as a uh, health action plan. And then at the other end of the spectrum are those that prefer introversion that actually uh, might have their energy uh, lowered by spending too much time around other people and that they get re-energized, uh, especially after a busy day, some, some time on their own. And perhaps they're, when they're coming home after a busy day of interacting with lots of people and they uh, want to plan a physical activity habit is to take a nice long walk by themselves out in nature or on the treadmill mm -hmm. uh, rather than finding uh, a walking buddy because uh, then the walking mm -hmm. buddy is going to be chatty and it might continue to uh, drain their energy. Mm -hmm. so, so the extroversion versus introversion is, uh, uh, is an uh, additional way to look at uh, uh, this approach, even though th that's not actually a specific brain strengths. Uh, those who see the brain strengths that they're labeled as extroverted versus introverted. Well, for every personality type, there's an overall preference with that dominant brain strength for overall extroversion and overall introversion. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's based on looking at what is my, my top strength, brain strength, is that extroverted or introverted, then that's probably going to dominate where I get my energy from. And I should take advantage of that. The other example for health behavior uh, and uh, using brain strength. Uh, so we're talking about the first letter. If you look at the four letters of the MBTI, the last letter is the judging versus the perceiving. And uh, again, that's not a specific brain strength, but it rounds out our um, approach. It's a little complicated, that formula that goes from the Myers-Briggs to the brain strengths, but just suffice it to say, that last letter of judging versus perceiving. Judging uh, preference really prefers to have more of a step-by-step -step, uh, and more solidified approach to an action plan. Uh, so for example, someone who prefers judging when they write their action plan, they might tend to do better if they get as specific as possible. Like I'm mm -hmm. gonna take a walk every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at noon during my lunch hour. And, and that's like a very- smart goal approach. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. it's just, it, it, it feels nice to them. It's like, it's, 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 it's done, I have closure. I know exactly what and when I'm gonna do. Now, for those who prefer perceiving, that might not always work so well. I mean, we, we as coaches uh, tend to want our clients to be as specific as possible, 
but uh, those with perceiving might want a little more spontaneity and we might need to back that off a little bit and make a help them make a commitment that they'll take a walk three times a week but we don't know which days of the week we don't know what time of the day mm -hmm. or even you know if they're going to walk with someone or by themselves or in nature or on the treadmill having a few more options and having that uh, ability for some spontaneity is much more exciting for them and they're much more likely to follow through mm -hmm. So the, the, the really uh, the thing that's really kind of ringing out quite strongly for me now, Liana, is is the idea of um, uh, if if you're a health uh, professional of some sort, a coach, and and so on, um, re really know your patient or know your client in order to support them to be able to uh, to maximise this, and, and indeed also. Um, cultivate in that client a, a desire to understand themselves uh, more deeply, and, and if you're if you're an individual, um, if you if you're not a health professional but you're interested in this for yourself, uh, know thyself uh, seems to be key here. Um, really taking the time to understand um, what what are the things that that come most easily and naturally to me. Uh, what are the things I have to work harder on, and also critically. Um, not becoming judgmental of ourselves. Uh, if, if, uh, if, for example, going to a programmed, uh, you know, class on on exercise bikes is something that we've tried and tried and tried, and uh, you know, just get no joy from and, and no excitement from. Um, that, that doesn't mean that we're failing at, uh, at exercise. It may just mean that we're. Um, not sufficiently applying our understanding of ourselves to choose the activity that's really going to help you. Well said, Simon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you. Thank you, Liana, for, uh, for walking us through, um, through brain strengths and indeed um, uh, uh, character strengths and, uh, and the other elements of strengths in the mirror. Um, th this is the final uh, episode in, th in this particular podcast series. Uh, drawing out some themes from the strengths in the mirror book. Uh, if you have stumbled upon this one uh, and haven't listened to the others, I do encourage you to go back and, uh, and listen to the others as well. And uh, beyond that, if you would like to understand uh, more, then visit uh, positivehealth.world. Uh, that's the uh, homepage, the website of the Global Positive Health Institute, uh, a growing trove of, uh, of data uh, about, um, about positive health, uh, the links between positive psychology and lifestyle medicine, uh, how we can apply these principles uh, to not simply survive, but to thrive and flourish uh, in daily life. Uh, positivehealth.world is the uh, is the place to visit there. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, I encourage you to do that as well, uh, and you'll get notified of uh, new episodes and and, uh, and new videos on on various things that the GPHI is doing. Uh, once again, Liana, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to uh, to walk us through strengths in the mirror. Thank you so much. Uh again, Simon, for being such a lovely moderator. And thank you to our audience for following this Strengths in the Mirror series. And like Simon says, please check out all the other offerings from the Global Positive Health Institute. We now have uh, memberships we're offering and so much more. And we look forward to seeing you again on another one of our GPHI podca podcasts. Uh, so take care, everybody. Be safe and be well. <laughs>